0: Back to one-on-one with DP. Presented by Beatrice Bakery. On 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Welcome back to one-on-one. And I... So... We were... It's like Santa. Dessert Santa showed up here at the station and just dropped off this just... Box after box of just heaven, and so I didn't want to cut into the chocolate, uh, <laughs> into the chocolate fruit cake. But they had already opened up this turtle nut cake. <laughs> I haven't had that one yet back there. It's open. That it's been staring at me though. See, that one's dangerous because, like, I I would get coffee on a weekend. and And that oh like just coffee and that (laughs) like especially like this is like a perfect snowy day (laughs) Mm -hmm. but this afternoon if I was home it's so gloomy outside this this is like perfect fruitcake and coffee me me and this 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 chocolate turtle. it's a chocolate turtle (laughs) nut cake and I thought it would be too much like too many things in it Mm -hmm. nope (laughs) Nope, just fine. No, like I I try to stay away from from desserts like that, but I just destroyed that slice in like three <laughs> <laughs> three bites, and then I you know I knew it was really good because I kept like licking my uh, fingers after <laughs> I got done, and I realized I'm in this I'm in the station, so I probably should <laughs> since I wasn't sure what had happened in the station earlier today. I wiped it down. We're good. <laughs> We're good. <laughs> like I wasn't real sure, so I was like, "Oh, I probably shouldn't be licking my fingers after I've touched everything in here." Um, but yeah, that's pretty exceptional. I'll that, have to I'll have to go back there here in a second and cut me a slice. Well, I know where Black Santa is going to be shopping this year. Black Santa is there's definitely like only Beatrice. Baker. Oh, there's a <laughs> there's going to be there's going to be some some some. Wonderful bread, cake, and 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 fruit cakes in people's future. That is real, like that's it's own lane, mm-hmm. and I'm I can't compare it to anything. So you have a bite and I, tell I me will. whether whether we can do that. Or yes, it. I like will. whether we can compare that. Or not. That was pretty good, and I man, my coffee was just yum. Um, uh, the cake sounds like torture, yeah, it, it, or heaven. It's like really, I, I was actually surprised, Brian. I was actually surprised by it, like and 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 they've they've never steered me wrong in like them s- suggesting that I taste something. That wasn't it. I was like, okay, that 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 was. Come on, Nick. Come on, come on, come on. We're 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 gonna, I need to see what that is now. Go ahead and do that. Uh, Eric, thank you. Eric and Lincoln says I kept. <laughs> he goes, hey, Pete Purdue. <laughs> it is a thing that I, I I love yelling, and it matters. Okay, so Nick's gonna take a bite. <laughs> right like I, I i even when somebody tells you it's good and you're uh, okay yeah that's yeah yeah that, yep that's the word moist has been the word right it's been <sighs> chemically nice taste man good stuff good stuff all around um the nitro says uh none of this matters if the o-line keeps doing their best impression of a bullfighter and another section of DPI kept saying Minnesota, but I mean Purdue. So it's definitely beat Purdue week. Be um, yeah. Nitro, you're right in that for whatever scheme adjustments you can – I think – so I break things down offensively for Nebraska specifically, uh, like line play, blocking schemes, route combinations for the receivers. Uh – Play calling is is vital and important to Adrian Martinez in the running game. So it's not just what they call, it's when they call it. And sometimes the play combinations don't match up. So what you're asking the line to do matters most first because whatever you're going to call requires – that you have wins, a win or wins, in the offensive front. And sometimes with that, in run sets, your wins could be with your tight ends. Your wins could be on in Adrian's eyes. Your win can be in a running back uh, stretching. Sometimes the win could be point of attack with two blockers that you've you've combo blocked and you figured out, you know, how you want to get who you, who you want to get and who do you want to have to make a play. Like in some cases, you can double on, on an All-American lineman because you feel like the backer in space is a better matchup for your running back or your quarterback. You can also punish All-American linebackers by putting the work behind them. A lot of top-level a lot of the top level level linebackers especially big 10 types don't like direct access they don't like people running at them especially with 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 big tight ends like the days of taking on full fullbacks is one thing but taking on tight ends or taking you know a, a combo black between a tackle and a, and a tight end like that's a problem then you've got to understand in run in those run sets that a lot of those if you if you're running outside if you're running stretch or outside zone read the receiver blocking is important. The rest, trust, trusting in your receivers to make what are often complicated blocks. It's a big difference between a receiver getting in front of a DB and shielding him. It's a whole nother for him to actually make a block and dominate that space that they share. Entirely different. And then once you win that from the center. Out to the receivers on either side of the ball, which is what you're looking at. You draw a line down the middle of the field. You're trying to figure out of their eleven, where are they more in numbers than we are? And then you go opposite that. And then at the point of attack, is that I need to double up and have a win at the point of attack. If I don't win the point of attack, then all the cute stuff that's going to happen around it doesn't really help me. I need to win the point of attack, all right? I don't, want my, I don't want my running back smacked down at the line of scrimmage. I don't want that. In some cases, the cuteness, which is requiring Adrian Martinez to, to, to get to a mesh, which is where he and the, and the running back meet, and he gets his eyes, whether it be on one scheme it's to the defensive end. To another scheme, uh, it, it, it's, it's a backer uh, on the edge. It could be, depending on how they line up, odd or even, it'll change his read and then his, him getting outside. But if you're not winning at center, if you're not winning at guard, if you're not winning at, at, at tackle, all the other cute stuff doesn't really matter. This team's really good when, when Adrian Martinez only has one man to beat. They're, this team's really good when Adrian Martinez only has one man to beat in his reads. When he's got one key and he can actually make a decision on that one key, Adrian Martinez is pretty good. He really is. This offense is pretty good. When Adrian has one key that he can focus on. Where they struggle is when one of those early reads is off time or out of place. That means a defender is is not accounted for, or he is missed, or that defender has won already. Now, you can clean up that if with Adrian's athletic ability if it's just one defender who has achieved out of place, out of out of line, and with a win. As long as there's not two, this offense has a chance to, to make plays way, work. Especially two to the play side where they already where they felt like Nebraska felt like it had numbers. I like, go. Oh, we've got we've got six blockers on this side, and, and there's an extra. There's they're there one defender down, and I'm not even going to read him really. I'm going to. Send all my all my all my donkeys and everybody else, and then Adrian and Adrian one on one on a read with a, with a running back that's running with him. I want to see them put tight ends behind linebackers on a regular basis, and that's just just that's just them peeling off. That's just them making contact, simply ride for a step or two to make them think it's a run. And then they slide into space behind them, make them turn their heads. The moment they turn their heads, Adrian either throws uh, opposite where the head turn is or he runs uh, opposite to where the numbers are. So if I see the back of a jersey, I run away from that because he's not going to be able to turn and make a play. If I see his eyes, I'm going to th- – look, if I see his eyes, he can't see the receiver, especially in jump. Brian says the torture in that cake is what it does to my body. Amen, brother. I'm, I'm with you. I'm with you. I'm with you. <laughs> matter of fact, I was going to talk about that in the next segment. My body is having a revolution. Not in a good way. <laughs> Not in a good way. Uh, Nitrol says this line from the text line. this line just never has, never has shown the nasty streak you want to see in big, in the big uglies. well, Here's what I've learned around being around different schemes and systems and organizations. Linemen become big nasties when they are allowed to bully people. Very it's very difficult for offensive linemen to get their big nasty rolling when they have to dance with people. Pass pro and and zone blocking can often end up with being more about footwork and hand play than it is about mashing people, getting your hands on folks and mashing them. When done right, you can be big and nasty with it. But when when done averagely well, basically well, then it's hard for you to get enough routine enough to, to pound on somebody over the course of four quarters. Most linemen that that I've worked with love the fact that you know what just tell me I can get my hands on somebody and put them in the turf That's what they want to be able to do, but this is a thinking man's game. this is a thinking man's offense. they've got cute footwork <laughs> they got good. look man, you, when you found mashers back in the day, they put their foot in the ground they one step after another, hands and feet, and they would just march you down the field until you until you gave up. This system doesn't do that. It doesn't even do it in short yardage. That that explains the short yardage issue. Because you simply can't line up, man up, and put your hands and and and, and feet to work. My favorite phrase, Joe Gibbs phrase was, "Sometimes you got to fatten your neck and move people." But today's schemes have a lot of footwork, kick step. They got to slide. They got to get into space. Tag team hands in the right place, right right time. So you got to combo block and get it get in get in space all those things are are cute but in the end as you said sometimes you just want to see a nasty streak from the big uglies i do not disagree they will be necessary on saturday they absolutely will um we'll close out one on one i want to tell a little bit of a story from friday night and then We'll get a little bit more into basketball and close it out. And then I'm looking forward to 4 o'clock because, you know, the Tasmanian Devils of Nebraska sports. Matt Abdomasi will join us at 4 (laughs) o'clock. Batting down the hatches, boys. (laughs) Ladies, clutch your pearls. (laughs) We'll close out one-on-one after the break. Watch live on Facebook, YouTube, or Twitch. You're listening to One on One with DP on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com.